0: Hello, welcome to the Equippers International podcast, short version, where we are studying the book of Hebrews. We are currently in chapter 6, dealing with the first couple of verses there, where the writer is talking about the elementary teaching about the Christ. And we're looking at the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. So as I shared in yesterday's episode, the resurrection is the most essential truth of our faith. Without the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead, our faith is in vain and worthless because all of our hope is fixed on the fact that Jesus is alive and that he rose from the dead. And when he did this, he overcame our greatest enemy, death. There are a lot of aspects to the resurrection and over the centuries, many people have obviously had many ideas about it. The afterlife remains one of the most interesting, mysterious, and elusive topics for many people. Even today, as I spend a little bit of time on YouTube, I find many accounts of people who have had near-death or death experiences whereby they go to heaven or even sometimes hell, and they claim to have met with Jesus or God, and they come back to this life to give a message or an account of what they've experienced. And I'm not here to say anything about these experiences one way or the other. But the only thing I will say is that there's obviously more to this life than what we see here and now in the physical realm. And the scripture is full of truth about what that looks like. So for me, it's really important that I stay close to what the biblical writers tell us about the afterlife. So today, I want to focus on one aspect of the resurrection, and that is how it relates to our physical bodies. Obviously, the resurrection has to do with our physical bodies. The whole truth about the resurrection of the dead is that our physical bodies are going to be raised just as Jesus' physical body was raised. He was the first fruits from the dead, which means there will be many others like him that are raised from the dead. So first, the resurrection of the physical body means that there's continuity between this body we have now and the one that will be raised. There's a really important scripture in Luke 24 when Jesus appears to the disciples while the men who met him on the road to Emmaus were recounting their encounter with him. And in verse 38, Jesus tells them, Why are you troubled and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is me myself? Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. So, from this scripture, we see that Jesus is affirming that in his resurrected condition, he actually had flesh and bones. The main proof of this for Jesus is that he was able to eat. His resurrected body was able to function just as his natural body had. So he's saying that in his resurrected condition, there was continuity between his physical body he had when he was alive on earth as a human and his resurrected body in his glorified condition. But the key difference to his resurrected body was that it was now imperishable. He was incapable of ever dying again. And this means that in His humanity, Jesus tasted of what it was like to live in a perishable human body. He was born a baby. He grew and He experienced all that we experience in His body. He aged and He ultimately experienced death, just as all of us will. However, God did something unimaginable. He raised Jesus from the dead, and when he was raised, he was raised in a new body, one that was imperishable. And this is exactly what will happen to all of those who believe in him. We know that in this present body we experience the negative effects of sin and death working in us. This is what Paul meant when he said in 2 Corinthians 4.16 that our outer man is wasting away. And again in 2 Corinthians 5, just a little bit later, he says that in this body we groan because we want to be clothed with immortality but we're experiencing the effects of mortality. And in Romans eight twenty three he says, And not only this, but also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies." So for Paul, the ultimate place of experiencing his adoption as a son of God is in his redemption of his body, the resurrection. So the redemption of our bodies ultimately happens at the resurrection. We will experience the reality of being immortal, exactly the way God originally created man and woman. This is a super exciting truth, and this is what Jesus came to do. He came to overcome the effects of death. He came to give eternal life. Eternal life is not some ethereal or spiritual experience that we have when we become believers. We are introduced to the realities of the spiritual realm when we receive the Spirit of God and we begin to see and experience life from a different perspective. But this is not what it means to have eternal life. To have eternal life means that you live forever And for the believer, we saw in the last episode that Jesus said in John 11 at the tomb of Lazarus that he who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And this is the greatest promise we have. And this is why the resurrection of Lazarus as an object lesson was the greatest miracle that Jesus performed in his earthly ministry. He was Providing assurance for Mary and Martha and for us that death is not final, but that he had overcome death and the resurrection of the dead was the proof. So, what am I saying? I'm simply wanting to draw our attention to the fact that our physical condition in this life is real, but it's not final. It is not all there is. There's something amazing and magnificent that will happen in the future, and we will be raised to live forever just as Jesus was raised to never die again. Now, I know that the whole discussion opens up lots of other questions and we will hopefully take more time in future episodes to answer some of those questions. But for today, I want you to be encouraged that because of the resurrection of the dead, there's much more for us to look forward to. This is why we're encouraged not to just look at what we see here and now. There's a greater hope, and our ultimate hope is linked to the resurrection. This is exactly what Paul's talking about when he says in Romans eight twenty four and 25, For in hope we have been saved, but hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he already sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance we wait eagerly for it. And this scripture is in direct reference to what Paul had just said previously about the redemption of our physical bodies. So our hope is tied to the resurrection. So be full of hope that while in this life and in this body we experience the limitations because of sin and death, But Jesus has overcome all of this, and we will one day experience the fulfillment of all that He has done for us to live eternally with Him. Be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.